This is episode 44 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we will be talking about building relationships while traveling with Katrina. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey Christian Travelers, so glad that you're here. We have an awesome guest who will be joining us on our episode to talk about how we can focus on building our relationships up uh, while we're traveling. And before we dive into that, I want to once again direct you to our website, christiantravelers.net, or our Facebook group and Instagram for other faith and travel resources. So without further ado, Katrina Fryson is a strong supporter of world missions, having traveled with the missionaries to France, Jamaica, and throughout the United States, even getting involved in Masters Touch International and World Horizons. She believes that when young Americans see firsthand that other teens do not have the same advantages as they do, they develop empathy, giving them a new gratitude for God and their parents. Katrina also has a passion for the arts, desiring to help performing Christian artists aspire to excellence and overcome challenges that they face in the entertainment industry. Today, though, she joins us from Atlanta to talk about building your relationships while traveling. Hey, Katrina, how are you doing? I'm good, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, we are really excited to have you here. And you have had some really awesome experiences. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in missions and the arts? Well, I'd have to say that I have been involved in the arts my whole life. I, I, my mom always says that I sang before I could really talk, um, mm -hmm. which could be true. <laughs> um, I've been performing for audiences since I was six years old as a singer and um I started singing professionally at 15. And so music and, and theater, um, the stage has always been a part of my life. And I was afforded a lot of opportunities to perform in front of major stages and lots of people. Uh, however, missions didn't come until later in life. I was working full time for Wellington Boone Ministries at the time in Richmond, Virginia. And his wife, Catherine Boone, was hosting a women's conference one year where missionary um, Dr. Patricia Bailey of Master's Touch was a keynote speaker. And she was just sharing her experiences about missions life. And it was so captivating to me. She issued an invitation to join her for an upcoming trip to Jamaica. And I had to be on that trip. I made a way to get there and um, it changed my life forever. It was such an impactful experience that um, I actually went uh, two other times with Dr. Bailey um, and then began to form mission trips myself with the youth of our church at that time. So what did you do on your mission trips? The one that I went on with her to Jamaica, what we did was we visited orphanages, visited places of safety for children um, and issued you know, clothes and shoes for them. Um, we visited places where People were taking care of children. There are times when children are found uh, on the street without their parents and the police will pick them up and take them to a place 
until they can figure out where their parents are. We actually were in those places, just really praying over the children, playing with them and giving them gifts and things like that. So it was a lot of that. And we fellowship with churches in the area that had ministry to young people and to children. That's really cool. And then when you started doing missions with your students from your church, what'd that look like? It was a little bit similar in that regard. With When I worked with Horizons, I took a group of students to France. And there we were in a village where we did a lot of outreach because at that time it was very Uh, almost illegal to evangelize openly in France. And so in that regard, we held outreaches in various locations and invited people in the community to come. So we had singers and actors and dancers um, to do kind of a little performance, but it was also geared towards getting the message of Jesus Christ out to people. So we would have coffee and, you know, refreshments, but we would be able to sit down um, and talk with the people who attended those performances and pray with them and hear about their stories just to give some hope. So that's kind of, you know, what we did in France. We did go to Chicago and that trip included us serving the homeless. We partnered with a shelter for men and um, again, shared stories, allowed, heard their stories prayed with them, participated in their services, cleaned the facility to serve them, um, and that sort of thing. So each year it was different, but very impactful nonetheless. You mentioned that you felt like the kids develop empathy and a greater gratitude to God and their parents. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you saw that happen? Yes. Each time that I have taken a group of students on a mission trip, Generally, of course, they have to get permission from their parents. And, you know, I have a a meeting with the parents to just kind of talk about what they're going to be doing. Without fail, I always get a group of teenagers that are complaining about one thing or another. It's too hot. It's too cold. I'm hungry. My parents, you know, they don't give me enough allowance, whatever the case might be. However, when they go to other countries and they see kids, you know, that don't have shoes, uh, that have worn the same clothes all week long that, you know, don't know where their parents are, different things like that, it changes their perspective. They they come back more grateful for what they have and who they have um, than before. Without fail, without me having to say to them, you should be grateful or, you know, you should appreciate this or that. They just, the experience it alone transforms the way they think about themselves. And so I'm always excited to see that transformation happen. Yes, God tends to work and travel in some very unique ways. And speaking of transforming, today we're going to be talking about relationships and how you can be intentional with our relationships and travel. And you approach travel with such a unique and intentional perspective. Can you tell us a little bit about how you are intentional with your relationships while traveling? Well, I am uh, married to a wonderful man of almost 15 years. We celebrate 15 years this year. And every year on our anniversary, we leave the country and go to a different place to just spend time and relax. We also do family vacations. We have three children. Our everyday life is very busy. My husband works a job. He coaches football. He coaches basketball. Uh, All of our children are athletes. I run a business. uh, And for the last eight years, we've pastored a church. So our daily life is very hectic. 
we are always on the go. We're always in between this meeting, that situation and, and another. We really just work together to keep things moving, <laughs> to keep bills paid, to keep children fed and get, you know, to go to the next destination. So when it's time to vacation, there are things that we need to talk about that we may not have time to in a regular, in our regular everyday life. And so what I tend to do is I make up a list of things that I want to address, things I want, things that are not working, things that are working well, plans and goals for the year, uh, just different things that, that we need a heart to heart and we need hours to talk about. And what I find is generally when we go, we, are cru we love to cruise and we generally port out of Orlando. And it's a, from Atlanta to Orlando is a good chunk of time. And so in that car ride, we're talking about the things that we weren't really able to sit down and talk about at length in our everyday life. And so it gives us a chance to really catch up things. We want to talk about things we want to deal with, with the kids, new rules we want to establish, or just, I mean, everything, it's a whole list. And we just kind of go down the list because we're in that car, mm -hmm. six hours, eight hours, um, trying to get to our destination so that by the time we get to our actual vacation, we're relaxed. Everything's been, you know, we have a plan of what we're going to do when we get back and we can just enjoy the time together. Does your husband also bring a list to this conversation then too? <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit of, of a planner. My husband doesn't necessarily plan the way I do, mm -hmm. but what he's, but what he does say, like when I'm going down my list, he's like, oh yeah, I did want to say, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of sparks what he's had in his mind. So he brings things out as he's kind of a, you know, go with the flow kind of guy. So when we're talking about certain things, then he'll weigh in like, oh yeah, I did want to mention. So it, it, it works out. So is there a reason that you choose to wait until this car ride? I feel like for some of us, it would be festering underneath the surface. How do you manage that? <laughs> the thing that I have always done since I have known my husband is that, or even when we were dating and, and, and felt like our relationship was becoming serious. My prayers were, God, show me how to love this man. Show me who he is and how he is so that I can navigate my life with him successfully. And an answer to that prayer, I felt like Holy Spirit was saying to me, when you want to talk to him about something that is serious or something that he has to process and give you an answer to, you need to give, it needs to be at the right time. You need to examine your timing because you know, at the end of a tough work day, going into another meeting or going into a, a practice, that's not a good time. Um, and so for me, you know, um, there are things that I've always allowed Holy Spirit to say to me, okay, this can wait, talk about it, at, you know, later. This can wait, talk about it later. Because things that are, of course, that are pressing, it's not like I don't talk about, we don't talk about anything in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. <laughs> Um, there are things that, you know, at the moment, you definitely got to talk about it right then and you got to stop everything. But if there are things that can wait, things that you just want to weigh in on and things that you want to get clarity about that may take a little bit more time, those are the things that go on the list. So I've had a lot of help from, from the Lord and, and from his word just to really foster um, a solid relationship with my husband. So it's become more like a tradition for us. You know, we know we got stuff to talk about and he's like, yeah. We'll put it, you know, and we, it's a kind of a joke of it now. We're like, yeah, put it on the list <laughs> because we know we're going to go on vacation soon. 
how do you manage those conversations and keep it a healthy discussion or healthy arguments? Do you have any tips on how to process that information in a healthy way? Um, I think if I have to approach something that is difficult uh, or something that I feel like might turn into what may be, a, may be an argument, my tone is everything. Mm-hmm. And I work on that all the time because I'm I'm, my personality is that I'm a very direct person when I'm bringing up things and what we know, because this is the other part of it. The reason why vacation time for us is really a good time to talk is because we are really relaxed in our minds when in, in every day we're always thinking about the next thing we have to do. And there's a we're we're pressed for time and we're stressed about the schedule that we're keeping. But when we know we're going to hit a beach soon, when we're in an atmosphere where, you know, where we don't have kids, you know, begging for everything, arguing over everything and making a bunch of noise, when we can really focus in on each other, then then we're all together 100 percent relaxed. And then I can say, you know, I was just thinking about this time when this happened and, you know, I didn't really agree with the way it was handled. I think we should. You know, I just it made me feel this this way. Uh, So I'm very careful with my words in terms of not being accusatory towards him, Mm -hmm. but just saying, you know, I really felt this way when this happened. And I ask questions. I say, well, did you mean it that way when you said, or did you mean this or did you mean that? I just wanted to be clear about how I processed it because I don't think I processed it well enough. And so choosing words carefully, uh, monitoring your own tone. And hearing out the other person kind of are the rules that I, I try to live by. I'm not always successful, but I really try to um, to manage those when I have these discussions with my husband. I'm getting married soon. And so I've Congratulations. been- Congratulations. Thank you. I've been reading the book Love and Respect, and it really talks about just how even as men and women, we process things in such different ways. And yes, those are some very important tools that you just mentioned on how to navigate those differences. So I think you've kind of mentioned this in terms of how it tones into the trip. How does that transition happen from having such deep, heavy discussions to kind of going into your vacation? Well, my husband and I love any time that we can relax and have a great time. And so what our rule is, once we've had the discussion like there's a there's a saying in church where a pastor will say you know all hearts and minds clear mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning has everyone said everything they want to say that's the phrase we use to say okay is there anything else you want to say on this topic you know before we get out this car before we walk you know walk on this ship because once we walk on the ship it is all about fun we don't need there we are not talking about the kids We're not talking about the bills. We're not talking about anything work-related. We are all about what we're going to eat, how long we're going to sleep, what we're going to do fun. That's that's all the vacation is about. And there's no conversation about anything else until we get back in that car, (laughs) until we get home. You know what I mean? Um, And so that it kind of sets the stage that we don't take any baggage with us when we go on vacation because we just as much as we work hard, we play hard and uh, we don't, we, we separate the two. What a blessing. And then how long is your vacation typically that you take away from your kids? We've gone from either, let's see, usually it's about four days, but we have, 
done a seven day stretch. Uh, we won, we literally, when we were, we used to be travel agents and we won an all expense trip to Cancun one year. And it was like seven days straight. And we, that was probably the longest we'd ever been away from our children, but it was the most amazing vacation (laughs) that we had. Um, so, but it's usually about four or five days. And then you've mentioned to me kind of you structure the first day a little different than the rest. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Like I said, our schedule is really um, tight every single day. We are always so exhausted when we go on vacation, meaning we've just, you know, I've finished up whatever projects I was working on. My husband has, you know, closed out his projects, different things like that. And so when we, we have what's called a first day rule, whenever we go on vacation, no matter what it, where we're going, or how the mode of transportation that we take, the very first day of being on that vacation, we are going to sleep and eat. That's it. Hmm. We're not doing anything else because we're so tired. So we'll go, if you know we're staying in a hotel, we check in and we're going straight to bed. <laughs> if we're on a ship and we're going to our state, our state room, we're going, we, once they brought our luggage, we are going straight to bed. Um, Cause we're just so tired. We just want to know, okay, where's the, where's the dining hall? Where do you eat? Let's eat. And then let's just go to bed. So then the next, the rest of the days, we can just rock it out and do whatever, you know, and we make full advantage, take full advantage of the time we have. And we try to do everything we can do. But that first day, we're just going to sleep and eat and, and just let our bodies, <laughs> you know, transition from, you know, this high level work that we do, um, to, to, you know, relaxing and just being able to have the energy to enjoy our vacation. Leading up to the trip, it's kind of hashing out some of those things, but then during your time together, is it more focused on the activities? Is there anything that you focus on relationship-wise? I don't really know what I'm asking. The one thing that I think is really funny, I don't know if we intentionally do this, but what happens when we are on vacation, especially when it's just me and my husband, Funny stories come up, you know, and we see different things happen and we'll say, you remember the time when, you know, (laughs) it kind of makes us go down memory lane of our relationship. And one thing, one conversation that we always have on our anniversary is all our prior anniversaries. You know, we've had anniversaries, just like I said, when we went um, to Cancun, that was like one of the best ever. (laughs) But then we've gone to, you know, we've traveled to other places Uh, on our anniversary. And we went to this one restaurant that was terrible. I mean, when I say terrible, terrible. And so we laugh about that. And we talk about, remember the time we went to that terrible restaurant, you know, da, 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 da. So it's like, we, um, we go down memory lane and it's so funny, the things that we've done on our anniversary or things that have happened in our marriage over the years. And it's also a time where we talk about you know, I don't know, stories will come up from our childhood, things that we didn't know. I'll say, well, did I tell you about the time when I, he's like, no, you didn't tell me about, you know, so we discover more things about each other in those moments because we're relaxed. We're having fun. You know, it's just, it's light, you know, and we're being silly anyway. So I think it helps our relationship. It connects us in a way that we have our own private jokes. (laughs) over the years of being together and they come out on vacation. So what steps would you encourage others to consider if they want to implement this in their lives? 
The thing that I think um, is really good, because whether you are going on a vacation with your spouse or I've gone on vacation, I have friends that I've gone on vacation with. We have a girl's trip every few years. And in those moments, I think it's just being able to agree with how the vacation is going to go. Because let's say, you know, I've gone on vacation with four of my friends before and we all like something different. And so it's before getting to the trip saying, okay, let's do, you know, A, B, and C, and then let's do, you know what I mean? Like to give you an example, we, for my friends, we rented a cabin one year in the mountains. We'd never been to these mountains or these cabins, but the cabin was wonderful and the mountains were beautiful. One wanted to go hiking. One wanted to sleep because she was just exhausted. You know, one wanted to catch up on her reading. And I just wanted to, you know, fraternize with everybody for the most part. I was working on, I work in music, so I was working on songs and things like that. So what we, what we agreed to do before the trip was during the, the morning, we'll have breakfast together. And during a certain part of the day, we would do whatever we wanted to do, whether we did that alone or not. And then we would meet up for, for dinner and, you know, what, and, and whatever activity for the evening we would all do together. And that made the vacation wonderful because we were not always with each other every second. We got to do what we wanted to do, but we were also able to spend quality time with one another. And I feel like whenever you're going on vacation with someone, you want to have an agreement. This is what we're going to do. You know, these are the parameters that we'll work in so that it's, so that it's fun for everybody. We do that with our kids. Our kids, you know, are decades younger than us. And so they like the things they like are not the things that we like, but we're all together. So we, we make an agreement with the kids. Okay. During this part of time, you guys can do this or that or that. And then mom and dad will do this and that. And then we'll get together at this time because it helps for everyone to be able to have fun and not anyone feel like they just had to do everything that somebody else wanted to do. Mm. That is wonderful advice. I guess, is there anything else that you would like to address? I think for any of your listeners, I think I would say you may be someone who's been dreaming about traveling and you haven't done it yet. I would say, go ahead and do it. Whatever it takes. Uh, Traveling is an opportunity for you to not only learn about other cultures, uh, but it's an opportunity for you to learn about yourself. Because every time you're in a different country or in a different state, um, it, there are situations come up that you got to handle them, uh, good or bad. And, uh, I think, you know, people sometimes say, I really wish I could go to Paris, or I really could wish I could go to Italy, or I really wish I could go to Vegas, whatever it is, make the plans and go on the trip. Just do it because we have so many years on the earth and you just got to have as much fun as you possibly can. In addition, I always like to ask our guests, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? I would have to say my biggest God moment um, in my travels was when I was in college. I attended Morgan State University and I sang in the Morgan State University choir. We were invited to participate in a festival celebrating Beethoven in Bonn, Germany. And we were there. I can't remember how long we were there, but it was a good chunk of time. I want to say either 10 days, two weeks, something like that. During the time that we were there, right before we were getting on the plane 
to head out to Germany, it was announced to us that one of our choir members had passed away suddenly. So it was devastating because she was someone we all loved. And it was a hard trip on that plane to get out there. And what ended up happening because we had just got the news and people were still processing that, it gave me an opportunity to minister to a lot of different choir members that I wouldn't necessarily, that I wasn't close to, that I wasn't around, who were not in my section, different things like that because of what had happened. It gave me an opportunity to pray with people, to share scripture with people, to, to, I mean, just, it was an unexpected situation for all of us, but God's comfort and his peace was able to sustain the entire trip um, for the time that we were there. And it made me realize that all of my, you know, all of my Bible reading, all of my prayers, all of my going to church, it all came, you know, it, it was all very helpful in being able to help someone else, uh, especially the people in our choir who were not believers, who didn't go to church, who didn't, you know, that wasn't their belief at all, but they were struggling with the death of a fellow choir member. It was one of the most memorable trips that I have had in my life. I don't even know what to say to that, truthfully, because that is just amazing that God could use you in that situation and the fact that you were in a plane together. So people did have to process and you were given those opportunities to have those conversations. God works it all out. He does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are very thankful for having you on the podcast. And if the listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you at? Um, I can be found on, uh, you can go to my website, which is bannerexcellence.com. Um, my company is called Banner Communications. And so you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, um, or LinkedIn. Well, Katrina, we've really appreciated having you here and the wisdom that you have shared about being intentional with your relationships and your travels. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Well, travelers, until next time, safe travels and God bless.